0: I'm on. I think I'm on. Yeah. And welcome. I'd like to welcome everyone in from the snow today. I'm sure everyone had the same experience that I did coming in. Uh, there was a little more snow than I had anticipated. And as we found in our driveway this morning when Michael went out to shovel, the snow blower promptly came out because the snow was very heavy. And so he nicely cleared the snow so I could get here this morning. So I'd like to welcome you all. We also have two guests here today, which I'm very excited about. Even more excited now that they are friends of our neighbours as well. So we have Imam Shafiq and his son-in-law Hussein. Imam is another word for pastor in their language. Is that right? Pastor or minister? So I did not know that, so that was learning for me this morning. So that was exciting. And then when we connected that uh, they know my neighbours was even more exciting there for a moment, so uh, yes, very, very exciting. So I welcome you all here this morning, and um, are there any announcements before I go into my announcements that need to be made? I've got the- Perfect. Any other announcements? Yes. Perfect, perfect. For, for those of you who want to be part of the online um, Lenten Data Prayer group, let me know it looks like could be the, the 9 o'clock time. It works for people. On the Tuesday? On the Tuesday or Thursday. Oh, on Thursday. Okay. One or the other.
1: It worked for me and for the rest of the group, I think. So it so would be nice to have one or two more people be part of that. Perfect. Here and we'll make sure those get to where
0: they go. So okay. I'll send an email out. So a potato blitz. Potato blitz. Okay. S- Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So I have two things. Um, Gord received a card from the Wulners and I'd like to read it. Um, so, to Mannheim Church, the family of Lyle Wulner acknowledges with deep appreciation your kind expression of sympathy. We want to thank you for your kindness and hard work. I feel like we truly honoured Dad by celebrating at the church and because of each of you that was able to happen. Thank you so much for your quiet, sincere efforts. With thanks, the Wilner family. And then the last announcement I have is that Elizabeth has brought in two pounds worth of chocolate from Rio Thompson. So at the end of the service, I'll open the box, and if you'd like to file by and maybe help yourself to a chocolate. We won't do that now because, you know, we just won't do it now. We'll do it. That's your reward for staying and listening. How's that? And for showing up today. So I'll ask that Keith come up to do our centering music. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. You are home to the exile, touch to the frozen, daylight to the prisoner, authority to the silent, anger to the helpless, laughter to the weary, direction to the joyful, come, our God, come. I'll ask that uh, Ken come and lead us in song. And the first one is Sing the Journey, so that's the green book. And number nine. And the second one, if you did not get a sheet, the second song will be on the sheet. If there's anyone that doesn't have one, I'll run and get it for you. That would be great, thanks. So if I could have the ushers come up for offering. And if I could have you stand at the front here and while I say prayer. So do we have ushers today? Asher, Asher, Henry, Natalia, and maybe someone else? Okay, come grab the offering plates, guys. And I'll have you stand at the front while I say offering prayer, okay? Good stuff, thank you. The bright sun shines unblinkingly. Wind sweeps the land. No rain. Old people shake their heads. Little children and women move to food camps. Already there are many thousands in camps. We pray for rain. In the towns and cities, people stand in line. As sugar, cornmeal, flour, and oil decrease, the hunger, hungry look increases. Lean years are upon us. Teach us to care, O oh God in the Muslim way which does not hoard nor store for the future, but shares gladly regardless of how little. Amen. Thank you, Keith, and thank you, ushers. So today, we're going to have two different type of readings. So I'll be reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and then we will have a recitation of the Quran. and Hussein and Shafiq will take care of helping out with that, because I think that's a little outside of my periphery as a worship leader. So Philippians 2 verses 1 to 11. Christ encourages you, and his love comforts you. God's spirit unites you, and you are concerned for others. Now make me completely happy. Live in harmony by showing love for each other. Be united in what you think, as if you were only one person. Don't be jealous or proud, but be humble, and consider others more important than yourselves. Care about them as much as you care about yourselves and think the same way that Christ Jesus thought. Christ was truly God, but he did not try to remain equal with God. Instead, he gave up everything and became a slave when he became like one of us. Christ was humble. He obeyed God and even died on a cross. Then God gave Christ the highest place and honored his name above all others. So the name of Jesus so, that, so at the name of Jesus, everyone will bow down, those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and to the glory of God the Father, everyone will openly agree, Jesus Christ is Lord. So we're going to have, um, Gord, are you going to play the recording, or are we going to have one of them? Okay, we'll start with the recording of the Quran, that was provided to us by Hussein this morning.
1: وجعلني مباركا أينما كنت وأوصاني, وأوصاني بالصلاة والزكاة ما دمت حيا وبرا بوالدتي ولم يجعلني جبارا شقيا والسلام علي يوم ولدت ويوم اموت ويوم ابعث حيا ذلك عيسى ابن So the Quranic verses that were being read were basically when um, uh, Virgin Mary had left her place and was heading towards uh, this eastern part, that we call it. And um, she went through some pains and trouble, and obviously gave birth to uh, Jesus, basically. So the verses I'm going to recite is basically uh, a story about just how it, things work. Out. And they're from the chapter in the Holy Quran called Maryam, which is Virgin Mary. We have a chapter in the Quran called Mary, as well. So. Um, and mentioned Mariam in the book when she drew aside from her family to an eastern place. So she took a whale from them. Then we sent to her our spirit, and there appeared to her a well-made man. She said, surely I fly for refuge from you to the beneficent God if you are one guarding against evil. He said, I am only a messenger of your Lord that I will give you a pure boy. <clears throat> She said, When shall I have a boy, and no mortal has yet touched me, nor have I been unchaste? He said, Even so, your Lord says, It is to me and that we make make him a sign to men and a mercy from us, and it is a matter which has been decreed. So she conceived him, then withdrew herself with him to a remote place, and the throes of childbirth compelled her to betake herself, To the trunk of a palm tree she said oh would that i had died before this and had been a thing quite forgotten then the little child called out to her from beneath her grieve not surely your lord has made a stream to flow beneath you and shake towards you the trunk of the palm tree it will drop on you fresh ripe dates so eat and drink and refresh the eye. Then if you see any mortal, say, Surely I have vowed a fast to the beneficent God, so I shall not speak to any man today. And she came to her people with him, carrying him with her. They said, "O oh, Maryam, surely you have done a strange thing. She said, they said, O oh, sister of Harun, basically Aaron, your father was not a bad man, nor was your mother an unchaste woman. But she pointed to him. They said, how should we speak to one who, uh, who was a child in the cradle? And then he spoke. He said, surely I am the servant of God. He has given me the book and made me a prophet. And he has made me blessed wherever I me, may be. And he has enjoined on me prayer and poor rate so long as I live. And dutiful to my mother. And he has not made me insolent, unblessed. And peace on, on me on the day I was born and on the day I die, and the day I am raised to life. Amen. So when I was asked to do this uh, children's time, I was wondering what should I say. Um, To be honest, children are children. That's a universal thing. Um, For example, I was told that, you know, what maybe Muslim kids might be doing differently and whatnot. To be honest, nobody's doing anything different. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for example... um, I think a universal language is chocolate. I mean, you, um, adults, kids, myself, I mean, you, you talk about chocolate. I think in any language, everybody loves it. So that's a commonality that everybody has. Uh, when it comes to children, um, some of the things that we do, for example, is uh, you know we talk about them to different stories in which we relate to back in, again, the Holy Quran. Um, we bring up a quite a bit of the prophets that we have on the, in the book. For example, we know that of uh, Prophet Noah, um, for example, the ark, and then the animals. It must have been a really, really, I mean, the, I, can, I can just imagine myself as a kid sitting in the ark and just thinking, why isn't the lion eating the deer right next to him? And, you know, he must be wondering, something's wrong right here. I mean, I, I mean you know, and uh, but at the end of the day, we relate to the kids through stories like that, where we're trying to go back down to their level and try to explain that. Um, and tell them that, you know what, um, the prophet Noah was preaching for 2,500 years nearly before the ark came about, and, you know, um, and so it took him 2,500 years to actually reach to a certain point, and then, you know, we we talk about patience all the time. As parents, you know, with kids, you need patience. (laughs) Uh, I can relate to that. I have a toddler right now, and uh Sometimes I just wonder where my patience goes. (laughs) Um, I have gray hair now just because, you know, you can see. (laughs) Um, Then we talk about prophets like Joseph. Uh, We relate to, for example, he was how he turned from a slave to the king of Egypt, you know, so through perseverance and, uh, you know, through belief, through faith. And, um, you know, and then we talk about Moses, again, uh, uh, freeing his people from slavery um, and um, how he... You know, took them to the next, uh, further away from everything, and it's it's a (laughs) it's it's ironic. You know, he takes them from one from slavery, he frees them, and then still the people are never happy. So there's a lot of there's stories all have meaning behind it. There's always uh, uh, stories that with with uh, you know something to take back with. So we tell we tell our kids that you have to be patient no matter what, always think positive things sometimes you know you go from one predicament maybe from a negative thing you come to another one but you know that's your test you just have to be with it um we talk about obviously you know uh, jesus for example we talk about how him being born uh in the cradle and being able to talk is a miracle on its own how he could heal lepers for example i mean um every prophet came down with a miracle that's what we believe in and, and um, we believe jesus is our prophet so um and uh so you know i mean Sometimes a question you may be asked, um, "My baby brother might is not speaking. Is something wrong with him? He might be broken, but we know that a prophet Jesus was born with, you know, with a miracle. <laughs> so kids uh, sometimes throw these things out, but you know it's all in, in all innocence, so. Um, and then um, one of the things is, is actually cool. We talk about Prophet Solomon, who could control the weather and the winds and uh, the animals. He could talk to them. Um, the last person to do that, I think was Dr. Doolittle, I think. That's, again, a cartoon, but uh, um, but if, I, if we had, imagine if we had Prophet Solomon's powers. I mean, we'd be changing the weather right now. We'd make it summer right now, right? Yeah? No? No? Some of us, no? No? Okay. All right. No worries. But, uh, um, and then we talk about our holy prophet, uh, Muhammad. Um, one of the stories that I remember growing up as a kid, and some of the things that this one story has a lot of meaning to it. And, um, for example, he was walking the same route all the time, and there was this old lady who would always throw garbage on him. Um, In all honesty, if it was me, I'd throw it back. I mean, (laughs) if somebody threw garbage on me, i mean, like, you know, after like one day, two days, three days, come on, man, how much can you take? But the prophet never said anything. And uh, the story eventually goes where she falls sick one day, and she doesn't throw something out and he is perplexed because every day was routine for him to pass that same route and get garbage thrown at him. He goes to visit her, and she, he sees she's sick. She thinks she's, he's come, and he's going to tell her something, like tell her off, you know, now what happened? You See, you're sick. But he goes to her, and he asks her, how are you doing? And in that moment, she, her, her whole demeanor changes, and she says, you know what? How can you be so good to me when I have been bad to you? But he says, that's just the way I am and how I've been created or how my, you know, I've been raised and how I've been, basically, he's a prophet. So he's been blessed with that ability to do so. So these stories all have great meanings to it. And we tell our kids that, see, I mean, the prophet is a prophet. Yes, we aspire to be like the prophet. We're close enough to at least to reach the attributes of the prophet. So that, that one good act can change a person no matter what. So always... We tell the kids, always be good to others as you would like to be, you know, to be treated. Um, some of the things we do, for example, in Sunday school is we do prayers, we do the Quran recitation, um, and we pray five times a day. Um, uh, so we pray once in the morning, somewhere at six o'clock in the morning, depending on the, it's, so basically just before uh, dawn. Um, uh, we do a first prayer, the second prayer is doing, uh, done during um, the afternoon where the sun is at its highest, I mean, uh, noon time, give and take. And then the second, the third one is basically around three-ish, depending again, uh, mid-afternoon. Uh, the, then the evening just bef- after, uh, just before sunset, just slightly after sunset, yeah, after sunset, um, we have a th- fifth, a fourth prayer, and then the fifth prayer is just um, mid, uh, just like close to night, you could say. Um, and then we teach them how to say, uh, we say grace, but you guys say grace, we say, um, you know, uh, which is a word in Arabic uh, because everything is in Arabic uh, for us. But um, the good thing is there's no limitation. You can say it in English. You can say it in any language. The good thing, is, the only thing is that if you say it in Arabic, it's a, just a common thing that we, because the Quran is in Arabic. So that's our universal language. Um, we tell them, again, like I said, be grateful, be thankful. Um, we love movies. I love movies. I love kids' movies. The last one I was watching Moana and stuff like that. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we ask our kids to have the same taste, have the same desires, have the same um, troubles as every other normal kid does. Um, and then uh, they love their games. You talk about it, they love their phones. I think that's a common <laughs> problem now we have. Phones is a big thing, so... Um, we love Snapchat, apparently, Instagram, so, (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of trouble coming along with this technology, but uh, we have to deal with it, and then on Fridays, we usually try to bring our kids, uh, because, I mean, if possible, like, when there's a PD day, our kids come to the mosque, we have, like, a Friday prayer, like, a sermon, basically, on that day as well, Um, that's the time where, for example, the way you have service on a Sunday, we'll have it on a Friday, um, and then that's just that's just part of the prayers. Before the prayer starts, we just have a, a 40 minutes, five, a 45 minutes of sermon before the prayers. Uh, and overall, um, our kids, like I said, everything is so similar to the kids you guys have. There's no difference. It's just we, we raise them in faith-based. We tell them what is universally accepted, what is the best for them in terms of how they can move forward, and hopefully they can apply that when they go forward in life and they can pass that on knowledge to their kids. So... I won't take much of your time with my speeches, but yeah, Um, I think that's about it. (laughs) Thank you for hearing me and thank you for being such a good guy.
2: Greetings of peace be with all of you. I want to first take a moment to appreciate Pastor Gord. I don't know, would I call you Pastress Elena? Elena. Or would I, just Elena. And I want to thank all of you for giving us this opportunity to share a Sunday morning discussion, talk with you. It's an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure for me to be here in your presence. And I was especially uh, pleased with the theme that you have uh, selected, embracing the other. If we were to do this on a global level, I think 90% of the problems we have on this earth would have been eradicated by now. The Holy Quran, which is our scripture, the equivalent of the Bible for us. As Hussein mentioned, it is in Arabic. There is a verse in the chapter known as the Chambers in which God addresses now, when we say God, we refer to God as Allah. It's just a different word. It's the Arabic word for God. It's the same God. Sometimes when I go to Catholic schools, they say that, yeah, you guys have a different God. You call him Allah. And, and, and I said, we don't have a different God. Believe me. This is the God who created Adam and Noah. This is the God of Abraham and Moses. This is the God. And so we have the same God. It's not a different God. It's not a, a more powerful or a less powerful God than anybody else. This is the, the creator. And so we share that together together with, with all of you sitting here. Uh, The Mennonite community has actually been uh, very close to my own heart. I have actually spent almost 20 years of my life working with this community on a number of levels, whether it was the House of Friendship, whether it was with Reverend Bryce Balmer, whether it was with uh, a number of the initiatives. You might have heard of the Muslim Mennonite uh, Dialogue, Muslim Mennonite Initiative. A lot of things are on YouTube, and you will see a lot of the work that we've done collectively in the Kitchener-Waterloo area. And now I'm also honored and pleased uh, to have our mosque as your neighbor. And we look forward to a very fruitful, uh, God-blessed working relationship for the sake of the Creator, for the sake of humanity. And we are really looking forward just up the road uh, from you here to uh, be at your service and as you have made us at at uh, our service as well. So we look forward to that. The Holy Quran mentions, O mankind. We have created you. We have created you of a male and a female. And we have placed you in different tribes and communities. The Quran is saying, so that you may get to know each other. You may get to appreciate each other. Then the verse goes on to say, The best amongst you is the one who is the most pious. Not the one who was the richest, not the one who was the most strong physically, not the one. All of these things are secondary. The Quran is reminding us that only the closest to God are those who are the pious. The most humble. Those who fear, remember, worship, and think of God in all their dealings and in all their affairs. So that becomes the the grading sequence, the grading um, uh, platform for the Almighty Creator. Not who is laying somewhere, what language they speak, what color of skin they are, what their background is, what their ethnicity is, how tall or how short they are, how their social status or social eliteness is, all of that is irrelevant. The Quran is, and the address is to all of mankind. Not just there are some verses that the Quran talks to the Muslims. There are certain verses that the Quran talks to certain individuals or certain uh, perspectives, certain uh, uh, groups. This one is speaking to all of mankind. And so when we talk about embracing the other, this is what the theme of the Quran and the Islamic theme has been. Appreciate each other. We have placed you. If everybody was the same, if everybody had the same language, if everybody had everything the same, can you imagine how boring the world would be? But... This is one of the things that the Quran says God put you in little, little places, different, different places, different countries, different languages. It's a challenge. Even when I'm traveling and I, I go to a different place where I, I don't know the language and you, know, you try and make heads and tails of, or try to communicate in some way or another, it becomes a challenge. But that's a part of the beauty of the earth that we live in. And so the Quran reminds us again in the same verses Inna Allah an Alim, that surely God is the hearing and the knowing. So that means if I do something wrong, I will be punished, I will be held accountable, and I will be punished. One of the things that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his family, has been quoted as saying, is when it comes to your dealings, interaction with each other, respect those who are older than you, because they have done more good deeds than you. Respect those who are younger than you, because they've committed less sins than you. And respect those who are your peers at your level, because you know what you've done, you know how much disobedience of God you have committed, but you don't know how close that person might be to God. So respect everybody around you. Those who are older have done more good deeds. Those who are younger have committed less sins. And those who are your, your level... You don't know how close they might be to God more than yourself. And so this gave us a, a universal message when we talk about embracing each other. And not only the position of the, the Quran talks about the people of the book, the Christians, the Jews, the Zoroastrians have got a special place in the hearts and in the Quran for the Muslims because they are known as people of the book. They have received a revelation. They have received a scripture. So we acknowledge that. While we are told to, to respect and cherish and embrace everybody, every faith, every human being, even if somebody doesn't have a or is is an atheist or agnostic or whatever. We still have to respect them. They're still a creation of God. Not only human beings. The Quran also teaches us that if I abuse or hurt an animal, an insect, a bird, If I destroy the environment, I will be accountable for it. This is something I always tell multinational executives when I meet them and I see them. I said, do you realize you're doing something that you're going to be held accountable for? You're messing up the environment, which is another trust that God gave us. You see, we as Muslims believe everything we have is a trust from God. It's a loan. You know when you rent a car or you lease an apartment? It's not yours. You know that at the end of the day. You have to treat it well. If you scratch the car after the rental, the company will say, well, you have to pay for this damage. If you do something wrong, though, as Muslims, we see everything as a trust of God, including our own bodies. We're not allowed to you know, mutilate any, anybody, ourselves. We're not allowed to harm the environment, harm other creation of God, whether it's the animals, whether it's the environment, not wasting water. So it was a message that I think that a lot of us share together, because one of the things that I was just asked to touch upon is our similarities. And we have a lot of similarities. We worship God. We remember God. It's not just on Sunday, not just on Friday, but God is there with us 24-7. Not even, you know, one of the verses of what's the, the, called the throne verse. La, yeah, the, the, it mentions that God does not sleep or even blink for a second. We need to sleep. We need to blink. We need to rest. God is beyond that. So is watching us at every stage and every, every moment. So in closing, once again, I take this moment to appreciate all of you and thank you all from the bottom of my heart for making this possible, for making my, uh, my, my brief talk here possible. And I'm truly grateful to all of you, and I thank you, and I ask God to keep us all under his divine shade and protection and keep us guided well. Thank you very much. Wassalamu alaikum. Peace and blessings of God be upon all of you. Thank you.